0: Welcome to the 106th episode of Lake of Rage Pokemon Trading Card Game Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clemente, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by a very special temporary guest host. Joining us for the third time, we have former regional champion turned old guy who yells on Twitter, the one and only James Arnold. James, thank you for joining us once again.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, uh, yell my uh, my craziness on a platform that's not limited by the characters that I can utilize uh, in a post. So
0: I love giving you a platform to yell about. <laughs> Nor this is the first positive, I think. That uh...
1: I'm very excited. I don't have many bad things to say today. So if you're if you're waiting for the James Arnold like ah, you kids <laughs> and get off my lawn, and I don't like this game anymore. I've got really bad news for at least the foreseeable future. We've got at least six weeks of... It's James Positivity Summer. That's all I'm saying.
0: So as a preview of what that's going to be, or if you saw the title of the episode, we're going to talk about Reversal Energy, Iono, and some of the other parts of the upcoming set Paldea Evolved and why the game is probably just going to get better moving forward. And that's why I've invited James here, because these are both spiritual reprints of cards that have seen... I mean, they saw play in the most beloved formats of all time, and we'll talk about those in a second. Uh, But first, some housekeeping stuff. We didn't have an episode last week. Your boy had slash has pneumonia. You would have known that if you followed at Lake of Rage Pod on Twitter. So be sure, give us a follow so you get those types of updates if you're sitting there like, where's my episode at? Yeah, I was coughing a little too much for that one. So follow us on Twitter and follow James on Twitter, too, when we get there, but uh, we're going to be talking about Iono and Reversal Energy today. So I'm going to preface with a little bit about them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the card text. If you don't know what they do yet, they are coming up in Paldea Evolved, which at the time of release of this episode will be legal on TCG Live in two days and legal for, not legal, purchasable in stores in a couple days after that. So Iono, supporter. Each player shuffles their hand and puts it on the bottom of their deck. If either player put any cards on the bottom of their deck, This way, each player draws a card for each of their remaining prize cards. So spiritual reprint of N, which I'll let James get to that one a little later. And then we have reversal energy. As long as card attached to a Pokemon, it provides colorless energy. If you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent, and if this card is attached to an evolution Pokemon that doesn't have a rule box, this card provides every type of energy, but only quote unquote provides three energy at a time and this is a spiritual reprint of scramble energy which we'll also talk about in a second so these are cards you've heard the hype but i had james here to explain in detail james why are these two cards so good for the game why is the game now in a good place
1: pokemon is saved <laughs> i am i am super excited because both of these cards literally make it to where i fe- i don't i no longer feel that i have Won or lost the game by the opening die roll in any situation. <laughs> a lot of the game has felt that way for a long time. Um, I have been of the opinion that In is kind of the counterpart to Boss's orders in a way. Um, I was not a huge fan when they uh, let In rotate, but left uh, Lysander slash Guzma slash Boss's order still around, um, basically because a lot of the counterplay of just being able to keep your opponent, uh, make it to where their deck matters, and so that it's not just, like, a pure, like, obviously the game will always be a race to the, the first person to take six prizes. Like, that's just how the game is built, and there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of the time we've seen across the last few formats, especially in the tag team era, where it's very... It doesn't matter as much what's going on on your opponent's side of the board in a lot of cases. And that, I don't think, provides the best version of Pokemon possible. Um, I like it more when you have to pay attention and play around what's going on on your opponent's board in addition to managing your race to six. And with something like in and or now Iono... Your opponent is not able to just get ahead and stay ahead and just be that way through the rest of the game. Because in a lot of the early formats once in rotated in 2018, I'm so old now, (laughs) Um, but I uh, it would happen that you would just the first person to take a prize would win the game a very large portion of the time, and obviously not 100% of the time, but a very, very large portion of the time. If you just got ahead immediately, you could stay ahead because there was very little ways to interact with your opponent's hand. And we see things like Judge um, historically, uh, especially in those formats, and even in recent formats, we've seen with like RC Guillotina taking advantage of Judge. Uh, I know Pika ROM uh, with Power Plant was doing a lot of judging back in the day. Uh, and it made it to where you could just take the first prize. You couldn't really interact with your opponent because. Most normal, quote-unquote, decks can't run a bunch of Judge. The the deck space given to them doesn't allow for that because Judge is so bad at being an actual supporter card. Um, if your deck doesn't supplement it with something like Bibarel, which we've seen Arceus, Giratina be able to do, um, or effects like that, in a lot of cases, playing a bunch of Judge is going to hurt you in a lot of ways just like it does your opponent, especially in the formats once they made it to where you couldn't play your supporter going first. Because we've also noticed that playing supporters makes it more supporters in your deck can actually lead to inconsistencies in your setup. It You've got to walk this fine line and kind of get a little lucky in some ways, but Iono in particular kind of rounds this out. Because you have the disruption aspect without sacrificing any consistency supporters in the early game. Because at worst, you're going to be drawing a fresh hand of six until you start taking prizes with Iono. So Iono is not only able to double as disruption for those, like to keep your opponent drawing cards and to keep your opponent managing their resources consistently throughout the game. But also doubles as a consistency supporter, which I think is the biggest deal with a card like In or Iono is that it's not just the disruption aspect. Because we've also seen, uh, in the tag team era, we had, a uh, reset stamp, and reset stamp, an extremely powerful card, and especially in like control variants. But we would even see like one, maybe two stamps in some decks, like Dragapult tech in. To these decks to just try and stick your opponent with one or two prizes at the end and while that's very powerful it actually deter it like hurt your consistency because until the very end of the game reset stamp wasn't doing anything for you like it only has that effect whereas if you're playing a deck that you're planning on being behind putting in a deck that lowers your consistency doesn't really approach that goal in the same way that uh, something like Inner Iono does. And to me, that's kind of the most exciting aspect is the consistency of the game itself now goes to a much higher level while adding slash increasing the amount of disruption you're able to do with your opponent.
0: So I'm glad you mentioned reset stamp because that was gonna be one of the first things I brought up because most listeners played when reset stamp was legal or maybe you got into the game a little bit you know like you mentioned it was occasionally thrown into some decks like i'll, I'll drag a bolt it was a very important part of picarom strategy you know where you go tandem shock reset stamp and hope you don't have it and they rarely did it was very nice i love picarom
1: yeah yeah no i, I was a big Rom fan i was a big greens exploration fan if yeah. for no other reason then it gave you a card and the the reset stamp effect so
0: greens was fun but that's a different conversation
1: yeah (laughs) uh
0: you mentioned the consistency boost so a lot of people i don't know about a lot but potentially quite a few of our listeners never got to play with a shuffle draw six we've played with discard your hand draw seven we've had discard your hand draw six shout out to denagx but cynthia and there was there ever another shuffle draw six
1: uh professor oak's new theory there we go back in 2010
0: how good are these at being a consistency card just like how solid is shuffle draw six and how does it compare to the discard draw seven that we're used to with our professors
1: sure so a lot of the thing that we've noticed is this this was another this was one of the many contributing factors to evolution's demise over the the last stretch of the game is that when you have a format where the only, quote-unquote, draw power, at least of the level that Professor's Research it has, it really discourages you from playing a whole lot of Evolutions, because you're going to be discarding important resources throughout the game to be able to just play the game, uh, especially in formats that do not ha- did not have things like Marnie as an additional supporter. And we saw a lot of Marnie in decks that were just not interested in churning through their resources as much, even if they weren't that interested in, like, the, the limitation of your opponent's hand or anything. So when you have something like a shuffle draw six, like Cynthia, and Professor Oak's new theory is an interesting one, because while it saw play, it was not as good, I think, as something like Cynthia, because for a lot of its time, it didn't have access to Ultra Bowl. Because when stu- when you have things like... Ultra Ball, and now uh, another card in this set that just pairs really well with the card, Superior Energy Retrieval, you have these selective discard effects, and then you're able to go ahead and tuck things now, or shuffle them in the past, uh, that you still want access to later, you just don't need it now to be able to produce whatever turn you're looking for currently. And... These effects are just really, really strong, both as supplements to a normal deck that's playing a bunch of Professor's Research, as well as opening the door for decks to exist that are just not interested in Professor's Researching very much. We've seen some results in Japan from Gardevoir decks that are running one, maybe two Professor's Research, but for Iono, we've seen Pao decks that are just running Ionos in addition to their, like, Iridas. Um, And I think that as time goes on, we're going to see even more of that, just because a lot of these decks that are trying to evolve, and or both of those decks in some case played some number of Rare Candy, you're really looking to keep your resources as much as possible, because not only is Gardevoir not interested in setting up with a bunch of research, because even in the current format, unless I'm mistaken, most Gardevoirs aren't running a bunch of research. They're, they're running a few. But with that selective discard that's built in with Guardy from the Curlia, to be able to churn through things that you don't want to shuffle back in, like a Battle VIP Pass, uh, things extra like setup cards like a Fog Crystal or an Ultra Ball that you're no longer needing itself, you're able to go ahead and supplement setting your deck up to have the best draws possible. And there's a lot of skill in that as well to prepare yourself for getting Ionoed from your opponent too. So that things that are not great are going ahead and not being in the deck while keeping uh, the the good cards. But with Guardian in particular, we've seen a lot of Super Rod. People are playing two to three Super Rod in a lot of cases in these early Japanese lists that are coming out uh, from, from the West. And I truly believe that as time goes on people are going to realize just how much it how much iono in particular impacts the management of your resources and the way that you're able to build decks because when you're able to build decks in mind that you're not going to have to the number of times i've recently tried to to play like even arctina and i just open research bibarel bibarel Well, am I playing the game this game, or am I not using Bibarel? And the answer most times is I don't get to use Bibarel this game, which is just going to make me suffer later, like, my draws a lot in my deck that's playing a bunch of Judge and kind of counting on having access to a Bibarel. But in the future, if I have an Iono, I'm able to go ahead and tuck those Bibarels for now, draw a fresh hand, and then I can draw into an Ultra Ball on my next turn after I get my Bidoof down, my Viperels are still in the deck, so I'm able to just actually utilize and more consistently execute the plan that my deck has rather than being at the mercy of whichever professor you're, you've chosen to, uh, to help you out today.
0: And something I want to add to that, and I'll let you add to it too, because I know you know it, and I want to make sure it's explicit, is the putting your hand on the bottom of your deck and how that compares. So N and Rockets add, and I forgot to mention that, you know, Spiritual successor to rockets admin where shuffle your hand into your deck and Iono Mm. is you know mentioned it earlier shuffle your hand put it on the bottom of your deck how does Mm. that affect help with that like early game consistency and we'll talk about the comeback part of it too because that also matters but as far as that early game consistency how does that also help it to be like a good card for these stage two decks to help set up
1: so I it's exciting because I think that it giving you the fresh hand because you're more obviously you're drawing into cards that you have not currently seen. So a lot of times within Or Rockets Admin, you would draw into multiple of the cards that you went ahead and shuffled back. Something that happened with Cynthia a lot as well, of course. And I think that just having access to pushing that to the bottom as far as the consistency aspect goes is so, so huge because you're going to draw into those search effects more often if you don't have search effects because the, the, the gameplay of Pokemon in, in a lot of cases in the modern day is call and response. You're, you're looking to play out, you're calling your Pokemon by, via your Fog Crystals, your Ultra Balls, your Nest Balls, your Level Balls. And then you go ahead and refresh your hand in some way, whether that is with a research, whether that is with Iono now, Marnie in the m- recent times. Chorus's experiment. Obviously, you would do that one first, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but you're you're really trying to. Th- that's just the gameplay of the Pokemon trading card game. And with access to being able to play out your hand and then draw fresh cards, you can push those cards that you're not looking for to the bottom. Draw cards that let you find the cards that you need. So. I think that it honestly makes the early game significantly more consistent than even we had within Rockets admin, and that's been at least my early experience playtesting with the card as well, is these decks that, like, I would have balked on Twitter two months ago, like playing a bunch of Rare Candies, I think a lot of them are a lot more playable now. Now, I'm not saying every deck playing 4 Rare Candies is going to just set up now because Iono (laughs) exists, but I think that we can see a lot more Interesting evolution lines. We've seen Gardevoir in particular being like the card that pairs so well with Iono for a number of reasons. And not only does it have access to Gardevoir EX, uh, the normal Psychic Guardi, the Psychic Galade, which I think is extremely interesting in relation to Iono in multiple ways, mm-hmm. as well as the Fighting Galade. That line just having so many options. You're able to go ahead and tuck those options for when you actually need them, draw into fresh cards, and not have to worry about finding a super rod just to, like, put your tech back into your deck for the first time that you actually want to use it. Because with research, you would see that very often. You'd, like, even in decks that play Claras or Super Rods or Ordinary Rods would go ahead and have to pitch their tech card, showing it to their opponent, and then go ahead and tuck it back in somehow and then find it again just to be able to play the card. Whereas now, in a lot of cases, decks are going to be able to be built with very little research interaction or none uh, and still be able to set up. And I think that that's really exciting. The tuck aspect in particular, th- this may be segueing into the, the comeback mechanic just a little bit. Perfect. But I think that the tuck aspect is honestly more powerful than in. And... That's because that call and response gameplay pattern of Pokemon, you're constantly trying to set yourself up to have the best hand possible. And I think that what this does is decks, let's take Arceus Giratina, for example, because I I view that as the boss's orders deck, because it's been playing four in recent times that deck is going to want to hold on to a boss's orders. They're not going to not want to hold on to a boss's orders just because Iono exists. They're going to want to have access to a boss's orders in their hand for the next turn so that they can go ahead and gust up whatever you have that they want to go ahead and KO. And what the Tuck does is it goes ahead and shoves boss's orders to the bottom. And so what we may see is a lot more boss's orders, but what I've seen early, at least, in a lot of the deck building... From the 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 people who do have had access to these cards legal is a lot of people are trimming the number of bosses orders because it's not as reliable of a game plan, and I found that to be an interesting aspect. I'm interested to see if that does continue or which way that goes as the format does evolve. But it's interesting to me because not only is it the bosses orders aspect, but it's also the lost boss box aspect where that deck has been very very comfy just pun intended yes <laughs> uh, that deck has been very comfy just not having hand interaction in recent times like obviously in the past we did have Marty recently for that deck and iono is by no means a death shot to lost box do not get me wrong that deck is extremely good still but you do have a new aspect of management to your resources in that deck because that deck is kind of built specifically to sculpt the perfect hand possible and not only uh built sculpt a perfect hand but to sculpt a large hand and iono going ahead and limiting that because the minute they take their first cram ko on turn one that they love to do they're now only getting five cards where a lot even if you're taking two to three cards away from them you're also tucking them which is very, very big for chorus' experiment. Where that deck plays so little supporters because they're so reliant on the Chorus engine, what they're doing a lot of the time is chorusing, comfying 1,200 times, I'm reading a book, and then they go ahead and finish that, and they have left themselves with a Chorus or two in their hand to set up for the, the remaining turns. And where we've seen Judge be effective just at limiting their hand and shuffling it back in pushing those choruses to the bottom of the deck and then only giving them four to five new cards is such a huge change in a lot of in a lot of aspects with them and not and again not that they can't find them again or play a shuffle effect and then start finding them with comfy but you're forcing them to do so and putting that pressure on them goes ahead and levels out the playing field in my opinion and that's what I want I don't want lost box to stop being a deck. I personally, I found cards like Sableye and the current Lost Box variants to be absurdly powerful and kind of gatekeep a lot of the other decks in the format that could potentially exist to fight off things like Guardi or Arctina. and But Sableye and the Comfy deck just like makes it to where they don't exist. And I think a lot of those decks, especially with uh, Reversal Energy, could exist in the future.
0: I want to mention that, and I guess I'm kind of just saying exactly what you said again, slightly differently. But whatever, it's my podcast, you know. <laughs> uh, N versus this is Lost Box thins all the bad cards very fast and very aggressive. And I've pretty much exclusively played Turbo Lost Box this whole format. You know, it was like day one of the set dropping. I was like, this is the best deck in the format. And it, when you're when you're right, you just don't change. You're like, well, it's the best deck. I'm going to keep playing it. But, uh, you know, you're sitting there with like a 10 card hand. You're like, even if my opponent judges me, I am happy to draw into literally any of these cards again. And then, yep. you know, they judge you and you're like, all right, sick. I, the deck is all gas at this point. Well, the deck that, you know, you put your hand back in the rest of the cards in the deck you haven't seen yet. You haven't flower selected, chorus them, etc. That part, there's gas in there for sure. But uh, there's also still Battle VIP Pass, extra Lost Vacuums, or whatever the stuff you don't want. It's just so huge, that difference between, okay, I'm going to get four cards off an Iono. I want the four cards from my hand. If I could get four of these ten cards back, I'm fine. I'm going to get what I want. Getting four cards from the deck, which is completely random, and now having to Chorus or Flower Select into the good cards in my hand makes that resource management so much more important. Like people have talked about okay, Kyogre, because you can take a four prize turn to end the game. Good. Like I Kyogre's gonna be good. There's no doubt. That card is stupid broken, apparently, and who thought, right? <laughs> but uh <laughs> if you're putting all my energy recyclers on the bottom, I own me into a chorus and I chorus into those energy recyclers. Like I don't have a choice. I have to take them over the energy cards or the rods or whatever right and that is a huge deal like you're gonna have to have something to shuffle the deck that way you're not just automatically at the end of the game like drawing into what you need to because you don't shuffle much as lost box but it's just it's so huge
1: yeah and i think i like in the, the i have not gotten to play a ton obviously because it's not on live or anything yet
0: um, Bold of you sure to say, yeah. Really
1: much that. yeah. Uh, but, uh, maybe a little bit more than I currently have, but probably not much. Um, but uh, I, in the little bit that I have gotten to play, it is just such a big deal because it's not like you play Iono and then they're like, "Well, my hand's gone now, I lose." But like you were saying, now they have to filter through the good stuff on their choruses, on their comfies, because it's all now stuck, not only on the bottom of the deck but it's just in the deck again to begin with so you make them go fish once more but they've got to start picking flowers through their good stuff which that over time especially as you play Ioto number two Ioto number three it goes it adds up and for decks that have more conventional draw engines like i think we're going to see a lot more bibber now Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons i think that bibber is a Huge fan of Paldea Evolved, um, but I think that something like that where you're just able to Iono play a couple cards, draw three, draw four, like that type of engine wants to play multiple Iono's, uh, and so now that you're going to see decks playing three, maybe even four Iono in a lot of cases, over time it adds up to loss box to where yeah they're they're not just going to just lose the game, but they're gonna to have to sit there and, and pick through their good stuff and really continue. It puts just puts it just puts pressure on that game plan uh, to that next degree. And I'm excited to see not only what decks emerge because of that, but how Lost Box adapts to that. Because as we all know, Lost Box is. Always adapting to whatever it's, is thrown at it. So I'm excited to see how that happens over time. I know a lot of the early runners uh, have been to just go towards more conventional attackers. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how that works because something like uh, Lost Tina doesn't care nearly as much as the, the Lost Box variants that we've seen, like Turbo Lost Box, that have. All of these one ofs that they're so used to just having access to and keep holding on to and setting up that perfect Kyogre turn. Whereas Kyogre still just Kyogre's text hasn't changed. That card is still unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But setting up that combo, especially in in the turns leading up to it, when they are down to four prizes and they're trying to set up that four prize turn. It gets a little bit more dicey when you're going ahead and shoving those three recyclers in the Kyogre on the bottom of their deck. They draw four new ones, and even if they've got ten cards in their deck, now they've got to go digging once again after they've burned a bunch of their switches, after they've burned through three of their choruses. And I'm just excited for for that aspect of the format, too.
0: That'll be an interesting one, because the skill gap is going to get even wider for Lost Box players, which is a terrifying thought, because it's already... Look, Lost Box players, I've watched some of y'all play. Uh, You're making mistakes. You are losing yourself the game more often than you realize. I'm guilty of that, too. And it's just, it's going to get worse. It's just going to get so much worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, on Limitless, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day because I, like, Lost Box, I think a lot of players still discount it as being, like, the best deck in the format. Where I think that it has the most consistent results out of the format, mm-hmm. not by enough to where you shouldn't be playing any other decks or anything, but I I think that that's not a, a a crazy statement to make is that Lost Box is the front runner in the current format. But when you go on the limitless results for the win percentage, Lost Box is sitting at like a forty eight percent behind like almost every other good deck mm-hmm. and. I think that it's interesting because Lost Box has, I added it up. Lost Box has over double the number of entries than any other deck in this uh, over the course of this format in all online limitless events. Other and that's without factoring in the Radiant Charizard variant or the Giratina variant. That's just Turbo Lostbox. Box. And like you were saying, the skill gap there just is so dramatic because. The difference between a top player playing lost the same list of lost box as a lot of other players and this isn't to like make fun of them or like whatever but it's just a fact is that you look at these win percentages and you the list of lost box is so much less relevant than the, the pilot um and i found that i think that like you were saying iono and just the additional pressure and the way that other decks get better with this set it's going to be interesting to see if we still see at least the same number of lost box players to start out with at NAIC just because I think a lot of players will want to gravitate towards some other things that are not as decision heavy because where you're you're having to make not only hard decisions but so many decisions per turn with lost box and I think that once you add in the Iono factor, it's just it's going to just make that next level so much harder to reach.
0: Last thing about Iono I want to get to, and you've already alluded to it a little bit, and that's the comeback part. So you said the card can make comebacks, but I would like to point out, Reset Stamp was a lie. Roxanne was a lie. So how long until Iono is also a lie and no one wants to play this card? Because you always, you're always Iono, your opponent of the boss.
1: Yep. So I think that I, I'm willing to make the, the statement now that Iono is not a lie at all until they print <laughs> something like Oranguru again. I'm very Ooh, terrified. Let's hope not. I, I'm so terrified that we're going to see some type of Oranguru effect again simply because of the way that they designed Iono. Because there wasn't really a way to do... Like, it's funny because the last time we had In a different Oranguru was kind of the counter to that in, uh, in the, the, I forget the name of the ability now, but the draw until you have cards in hand instruct. Yes. Um, And so I, I I found that really interesting. I'm worried that we could see another primate wisdom situation uh, where if decks are just all in on the Iono train, we could see it to where they can go ahead and put their bosses orders on top to not worry about it as we did see with Marnie in the last format. But I I truly believe that Iono just is the truth because unlike Roxanne and Reset Stamp, it's that consistency factor that Iono has going for it that those cards didn't. I've been a huge, 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 huge hater of Roxanne. That card has blank text. It does not do anything. It is not live to literally click the button on whatever program they think is playable for Pokemon. You can't even click the button for it until the game's already over. So that card is just bad. In a deck that wants to go ahead and make a comeback, putting cards that do not work until I have already lost the game do not help me. And Roxanne is just abysmal at that. Reset Stamp, while being very good, uh, was not able to fill that role of constantly, uh, of upping the consistency. But something like Iono, it just... It, it's going to be such a world of difference in comparison to those cards, and and I think that we're going to see those results immediately. I would be shocked if, other than if Lost Box wins, if a non Lost Box deck wins in AIC and doesn't play at least two to three Iono, I will be floored. So
0: the other card is reversal energy that we haven't quite talked about yet. So i mentioned the text at the top, right? If you're behind on prizes and it's attached to an evolution Pokemon, stage one, stage two, et cetera, that doesn't have a rule box, it provides three of any energy type. This is a spiritual successor to to scramble energy, Which, Scramble Energy can be attached only to an evolved Pokemon, excluding Pokemon EX, so Roblox Pokemon at the time. Scramble Energy provides colorless energy while in play. If you have more prize cards left than your opponent, Scramble Energy provides every type of energy, but provides only three in any combination at a time. And if the Pokemon Scramble Energy is attached to isn't an evolved Pokemon, discard Scramble Energy. So that part's a little different, because you can attach Reversal to a basic, but otherwise it's the exact same card. So... Why was Scramble Energy a good card? Can you kind of give us a little bit of a history lesson behind Scramble Energy before we get to Reversal Energy?
1: Sure. So so like like we were saying, I'm just very excited for both of these cards cuz to be to to date myself here, I played Rockets Admin and Scramble Energy in my deck in World's 2006. <laughs> um so I'm very excited for both of these cards not only to come back but to come back in the same set because Just the gameplay behind them is so much fun. Scramble Energy, the history of it, is it was printed in EX Deoxys in 2005. And so that card at the time was so powerful because at the time, there were not a whole lot of what we would call today aggressive decks. Decks that were aggressive back then started attacking on turn three or four in a lot of cases. Uh, You were very much a slow setup Stage 2s ruled the roost for the most part. Um, Things would change kind of shortly after that. We would would really start seeing kind of a power creep in the EXs during that time. But Scramble Energy always remained consistent because it it won 2006 Nationals with the Ryags deck that a lot of people that have looked into any of the retro formats have probably seen between 2006 as well as the RSPK format where Scramble Energy to this day is just one of the most powerful cards in both of those formats. Uh, even we see a lot of cards don't age as well as time goes on. You might revisit the format 17 years later and it's not as powerful. Scramble Energy, that's not the case there. Um, but Scramble Energy was a top de- or a top card for most decks through the end of its lifespan, which went all the way through 2008. Um where Jason Glazinski won 2008 worlds with Gardevoir utilizing Scramble Energy, which is very interesting. Uh, I think in relation to the current format too. And basically what Scramble Energy does is it, And what Reversal Energy will do as well is it's kind of twofold. I wrote a really long thing on Twitter, but that's not really the best place to write articles, (laughs) basically what that post ended up being. But about two to three weeks before Reversal Energy was spoiled, I was just sitting there thinking about Scramble Energy and what it does for deck building in particular. And what it did both back then and now is it allows Stage 2 decks that lose so much real estate in their deck list in trying to formulate ways to power up their Pokemon and or just run a normal amount of energy cards in addition to all of the stage ones, the rare candies, the extra search that's needed in a lot of cases just to make those decks function. Scramble energy is three energy at once like especially for these stage two decks that are typically going to lose a basic as they start setting up because they're usually at least one turn slower we've seen gardevoir even in current days be a turn slower but then make a comeback with sky seal stone or just taking these really big ko's later in the game Mm -hmm. because the power curve is so low and then it spikes as the game continues and as you set up your board
0: oh it's ridiculous the guardian to mew you're down by four prizes and then you take two and then four and just win the game
1: yeah it's beautiful yeah the, the number of times i played against Guardian, and then like i i'm at two prizes and then they're at six and i'm like ha, ha and then they're like ha ha um <laughs> we're gonna see a whole lot of that now because of both iono and scramble energy in my opinion but with with reversal energy i think that The real estate that it gives back to you in your deck list is just such a big deal in the deck building process in particular, because now you're able to go ahead and formulate a game plan where you can be behind the entire game, especially if we still have three prize Pokemon that are are legal. Most of the time you're seeing two prizers right now, though. But you're able to make a game plan, especially with these one prize decks that Plans on being behind the entire game, but still taking your two before your opponent gets their last one. And that's such a big, big deal both back in the day and now because you can go ahead and just formulate a plan to be down and count on Scramble Energy or Reversal Energy now being your game plan. In addition to the Iono to be able to go ahead and just need one card to do a three energy attack... You're able to go ahead and continue to progress that game state, lower both your and your opponent's hand, and then just go ahead and plop down a reversal energy and do your big attack. I think that we're going to see a lot of quote-unquote bad attackers suddenly not be as bad uh, just because there's so many Pokemon that end up with these random crazy three energy attacks that all of a sudden are not as crazy. And that's kind of what we saw back in the day, too. A lot of decks would run these crazy techs, these 1-1 one, one lines of Stage 1 Pokemon mm-hmm. that beat the matchup but need, like, lightning, lightning, colorless. Well, now that's potentially viable. I'm not saying that it will be. I don't know, like, a, a tech for every matchup currently. But we've already seen some interesting ideas like the Electivire Magmortar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm super excited to just give that a shot. I'm excited... To fight through live just to test out every evolution Pokemon that I can put a reversal energy on. Um, So I think that in terms of the old days and now, Scramble giving that deck real estate back to decks in addition to just upping the consistency of what they're able to do because you're able to, to know that you're going to be behind in prizes and formulate your entire deck based around that.
0: One of my favorites that I've seen so far to go off that like random text is in one of the Charcadet decks, and that's the one that is Energy Transfer of Fire Energies, right, from Bench to Active. Mm-hmm. But they also ran Cerule Edge, which is like Psychic, Psychic, Colorless. It does like 100 plus 120 more if your opponent's Pokemon is a VV. I don't know the exact text, but I saw it because it's a branching evolution line with the reversals. And it's like, wait, that's really cool. <laughs> like, there's a there's just stuff that can show up out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in, in Paldea Evolved, there's a Satitan mm-hmm. that Oh, that says, thing's so sick. Yeah. I think it's water, water, colorless. It doesn't matter because you'll always have a reversal energy yeah. on if you're attacking with it. Because it says if you have a special energy attached to it, it does 180, 140 more because it's 80 plus 140. That's 220 damage. That's KOing most of the Vs, mm-hmm. like just a normal V and for that to be able to just be a plan of your deck, again, that's that's creating naturally that 2v1 prize trade so that you can plan to still have two prizes left at the end of the game and still utilize the power of, of reversal energy to go ahead and win the game because reversal energy doesn't care once you're at zero prizes. So as long as you're not at one, that thing is still has viability if you're building your deck around it.
0: So, I want to take a quick second back. You mentioned Scramble Energy coming out in EX Deoxys. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick trivia second. And I'm hoping you know the answer to this one, but we'll find out. So, there are six Pokemon that appeared on Pack Arts eight or more times. To go off of that one, I will say Deoxys is one of them. But what are the other five Pokemon to have appeared on a Pack Art eight or more times?
1: Okay um see
0: if you're really the expert or not
1: i mean charizard yep uh
0: we got four more
1: Charizard <laughs> has blastoise
0: blastoise has as well correct that's two
1: has there there's Venusaur yep. as well Okay. That's
0: three. The the three Gen 1 starters. Those are
1: the easy ones. Um, the next
0: two are pretty easy, technically. I'll give you that one. They're, like, pretty obvious when you think about it, but... Mewtwo? Mewtwo's one of them. And there's Drake one Plaza. more. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> I didn't even miss!
0: <laughs> Good job.
1: I do what I can. That was actually just my team at the Elite Four, so... <laughs> I, that
0: sounds right, yeah. <laughs> Shout-out shout out to Gen 1. That was, uh... Shout- you, you had no choice, but... Pokemon are bad well
1: the minute I went down the Charizard path I was like well most of the time the Charizards had Packard Blastoise and Venusaur have as well so
0: yeah uh that's just a fun trivia question because every time I hear the EX Deoxys it's like that's the only thing I know about that set is Deoxys is one of those Pokemon it's like why is Deoxys (laughs) one of these Pokemon
1: (laughs) that set was so cool and then Emerald was such a bad set with like two of the most powerful cards of that era it's (laughs) so rough
0: uh anyway let's jump back to the reversal energy stuff uh i want you to address something that it sounds silly when i say it but i know you've heard this before too when you're playing a deck that relies on reversal energy the biggest and for me it was counter energy when this was a thing but the biggest thing you always hear from people is okay well what if you're not behind on prizes so (laughs) please elaborate why why is this not an issue (laughs)
1: Well, the longer you're not behind on prizes, the longer you're able to go ahead and continue setting your deck up for when you are. And that, I think, is the biggest part of it. Because even if you're not attacking immediately, and, and what we saw in the past with Scramble Energy, and if you're listening, TPCI, I'm still down for this to come back in some way too. <laughs> we're just reprinting a bunch of these cards. In the past, you saw things like Double Rainbow Energy which was kind of the counterpart to scramble energy in that it had a lot of the same restrictions where it needed to be on an evolved non-rule box Pokemon and it provided two rainbow energy and you did 10 less damage. obviously that would need to be a little bit different nowadays, but that was relevant uh, like a, a relevant minus or a, a relevant downside back in the day um but it still was an extremely powerful card that kind of supplemented these decks that could play from behind because they were stage two decks. But if you weren't playing from behind, you could go ahead and just play as a normal deck basically and start powering up those three prize or those three energy attacks in only two energy attachments. Um, I'm not exactly sure what we'll see with that now since obviously we don't have that kind of card or that powerful of a card. Mm -hmm. We do have double turbo energy, which they did not have access to. So we still could see a lot of these decks that need to just be like three of any energy potentially still working out with that. But I do think that for the most part, your deck should be built at least currently to be able to attack without just the Scramble or Reversal Energy. But I do think that you could rely on taking some of your prizes with that. Something that happened in the past as well that I think maybe we could see... HP is really high these days, but in the past, a lot of the decks that took advantage of Scramble Energy the most, be it any of the Dark Tyranitar decks, uh, things like that, they would spread damage, Mm -hmm. so that what you were doing until you were behind on prizes is you were spreading damage to your opponent's board. And when you're doing that, you're not physically taking prizes early, but you are putting pressure on your opponent to act before so that they feel inclined to go ahead and take a knockout to progress the game state so i think that scramble energy naturally always played perfectly with that style of deck and that my favorite deck of all time is rock lock which was a spread deck from back then that that's the deck i was talking about 2006 worlds and that that deck is just so near and dear to my heart and has affected so much of how I've built decks across my entire career, just because spreading damage and playing from behind is my favorite strategy of all time. And so I'm excited to see if we do see something. I mean, I know that there's the Absol, that for a Dark Energy spreads 10 to your opponent's Mm -hmm. board. Uh, That Electivire for the 3 Energy spreads 50s to your opponent's board. Um, So maybe there's some type of deck in standard i do i genuinely don't know currently but uh maybe there's something that can take advantage of the spread aspect and then going ahead and doing these bigger attacks once they are forced to go ahead and progress the game state but that's typically the way that it it goes because in most cases especially if something like manaphy you have access to manaphy your opponent's not able to just six prize you out of nowhere Hmm. so Maybe it is Sableye itself that you're doing because Sableye doesn't have to take KOs, right? Maybe you're able to play some type of Lost Engine deck that is playing uh, an actual like reversal energy attacker in the future, but you're able to set up damage with Sableye to where you're putting this pressure on your opponent without actually physically taking prizes. And I think that something like that could be the the path that we're going down.
0: You're speaking to my heart right now because one of the first things I'm going to test is Sableye Luxray. (laughs) Specifically for that. Yeah.
1: Luxray is so good. I've, I've played a lot with Luxray so far. Oh my gosh. That card is good. I'm just, yeah. Who another card, just any, anything that starts with the sentence. If your opponent is ahead in prizes or however it's phrased, that's just music <laughs> to my ears because I, I know we're in for a good time. The minute it says, uh, if you have more prizes left than your opponent, I'm like, yes, more of this.
0: And then, uh, for those who don't know, Luxray will bench itself, so it's a stage two Pokemon. But you can put it directly onto your bench if your opponent has more prize cards remaining than you do. And its attack is—I'm just going to say—for one reversal energy, 180 yeah. damage. It's uh, yeah, and pretty we've, good.
1: We've seen it have—we've seen it have a lot of success already in the Western tournaments. Um, not only does it like just knock out things like Palkia, uh, which is a very powerful card in the next format
0: yeah Palkia's is coming just, back folks if you didn't if you weren't aware it's in backscalibur yeah
1: and and we've seen it a lot in gardevoir as well just as a one prize fairly sizable attacker i believe it's got 170 hp itself somewhere up there it's
0: 150 it does 20 to itself but if it's okay. sitting on the bench your opponent's not going to gust a single prizer and do 150 to it probably not yep.
1: well and if it's on the bench you're also able to attach reversal energy as long as you have it mm-hmm. and, and we've seen uh, Gallade, the Gallade I was talking about earlier, which catch. is the biggest winner of these two cards getting printed because it loves both of them. Not only is it great at finding Iono because mm-hmm. of its ability to go in and search for any supporter and put it in your hand, not only is it good against Iono because it's able to grab your supporter for turn if it's already on the board. So that if your opponent, Iono's you to one, you can go, well, the boss that's at the bottom of my deck, I'm gonna go find that now. Sorry, buddy. Um, and the it also, for three energy, has the swirling slice attack to go ahead and do 160 and then you can move that energy to the back so if you're behind you're able to go ahead and hit them move that back if they take a ko on it you're able to then utilize luxury. you're able to utilize another attacker that you've moved this reversal energy to to still take use of its effect so i just think i just wanted to go a little bit in depth on that gallade because i think that he is just the biggest winner out of all of the cards in relation to Uh, for against Iono as well as Reversal Energy itself, and it plays so well with that Luxray.
0: The fact that you preserve the energy is so good. Because then, like you said, you gust around it to get the energy, you let me keep my consistency engine. Like, I don't even need refinements if I can just go grab the supporter I want to. Yeah. And then if you KO it, I saved a reversal energy, which is huge because you can't tutor those like you just have to raw draw into them and you can only play up to four. So the fact you can move it to anything reversal energy, remember, can attach to basics, unlike scrambles, which is a big deal because you can put it on a Ralts and then yep. rare candy it into a Glade, a Baby Guardy, whatever you want. To, right. And still use the attack.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I, it's so, so good, and we've seen the variant of Gardevoir come out that not only the, like, quote-unquote normal variant that's very similar to what we've seen currently, mm-hmm. but utilizing four Ionos to, to boost the consistency, and Gardevoir in particular just, you'll see strategies, this is a little bit of a tangent, but still related to Iono, <laughs> you'll see strategies that are uh, playing to the board, so that, the, I, I like to call them more self-contained, because... A lot of decks need constant stuff from the deck or from the hand. But Gardevoir, once it's set up, kind of ignores that. Because Gardevoir EX is just its own engine. It doesn't matter what you Iono me to. I'm going to be able to attack next turn by taking my entire discard pile and putting it into into play. So I think that cards like that just play so, so well with Iono, which make cards like the... uh, the, that gallade like mm. reversal energy just so good to go ahead and just have everything on board ready to go regardless of what's happening to my hand.
0: Before we end it, there's a lot more cards in this set. Can you give there us? Is there any other cards you're excited about? I know the answer is yes, but what other cards you're excited about? I guess should be the way I word it.
1: Sure. Uh, to go through them really quickly, I really like uh, I really like Bex caliber I don't think that it's like the best deck. I, I could be wrong. I'd love to be wrong there. But I do really like the Bax chin pow deck. I think that it has not been figured out yet, and that's why it hasn't seen a ton of success. It did get a top four at the regional that was played last weekend. So I am excited to see, and I do think that it is extremely powerful in concept, hmm. but I just don't think that it has been figured out quite yet. Um, I do think that we mentioned Luxray. I... I would love it if there was some type of deck utilizing the new Nightmarch guys, but I don't think that that's at least... The early. Wings of Unity. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I love that, and I love that that got printed. That was a fun pre-release, but I, I don't think that uh currently that's that's a big deal. I do think that Spiritomb is a very big deal. Yeah. Um, I think Spiritomb in particular just... Finally, I know that it's set every set. They print a new card that beats Mew, and now Mew is dead. This one should do the job. <laughs> like, if you want Mew to not win anymore, this one should be the card for you. Path the Peak can get countered. Uh, this card is really, really, really bad for Genesectomy. So, I think that we may finally at least be on the last legs of Mew here, which I think let's i'm i'm ready to see some new stuff
0: i want to point uh, out the important caveat to that you have to play your spirit tombs for Mew not to win that's an important part if you show up to naic and no one plays their spirit tombs guess what is probably winning the tournament <laughs> uh, yep. that would be Mew VMAX. so you do have to play <laughs> the card to actually counter the deck
1: I think uh, Squawkabilly is interesting. We haven't seen a whole lot from it yet, but I think that card is just waiting to get broken. The right deck that's able to be just aggressive enough to take advantage of that, I think is a huge deal. We have also seen some decks utilizing the energy flow attack from it Mm -hmm. to kind of set up their attacker, which I also think is super cool. Um, Squawkabilly, the
0: fact you can go second, start it as your basic Pokemon, and that's actually a good thing, is ridiculous to me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that, that's one of the cards where I really wish that we did not have the exact first turn rules that we have now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they should be completely unrestricted, but I do like design like this is really cool, but I it it hurts so much just losing the coin flip or, or having to go first or cho- still choosing to go first because it's usually correct and then not really getting to utilize Squawk ability to its uh, full power. I do really like Artisan. I think that card is unbelievable. Uh, just being able to grab any non box basic, put it on your bench. We've seen things like Brooklyn Hill in the past. We've seen these, these consistency supporters that are basically just a nest ball on wheels, as I like to call them. Uh, and I think that that card is just unbelievable
0: can we talk Um, about that one real quick because i want to hear your opinion i love that card i put it in my top 10 i think it is absolutely disgustingly good but i want your like kind of the pro and con of when do you play a card like that in a deck versus when do you say i can't play this because giving it to my opponent is actively going to make things worse for me it's like how do you decide like yes this is the optimal stadium in the deck versus like Giving it to my opponent means that I'm at an even spot with them, and so playing it is actually just a dead card in my deck.
1: I, I personally am of the belief, at least with this one, that I, I don't factor that in. Mm-hmm. I genuinely just turn that part off of my brain. They can do what they want because I have gotten to use it first, is my idea with that, where if I'm playing a card like that and it's able to help my setup, I don't mind as much if they're able to get a free card off of it because not only have I also gotten a free card off of it, but I got to use it first. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of outweighs them being able to use it at all. Obviously, it's going to feel bad when you play an Artisan, you get your guy, and then you're not able to really capitalize it on much, and they are able to search up the Cray out of their deck that they <laughs> couldn't have gotten otherwise. But when you, when you start turning off the part of your brain that's like, oh, well, they wouldn't have had it otherwise or whatever just because they didn't happen to, and kind of that results oriented part of these kind of cards, I think that it's just such a powerful card, especially for these decks we've been talking about, that will often want to play from behind anyway, or want to set up a evolution Pokemon to utilize with reversal energy. I just think Artisan is so, so, so good. Obviously not a staple in every single deck, but being able to just, like, in, in the Guardi versions that are not running Champions Festival, I think that Artisan is just, like, one of the best supporters possible.
0: Awesome. I, I love to hear that, because it's a card that I keep wanting, like, I could play this in the decks, and then it's like, well... Then my opponent gets it, and then suddenly I'm playing a 60 card deck, and I'm playing cards that help them. So that that's good to hear. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah. Um. So i I'm a, I think that card is huge. I think that we will see a lot more of that card as time goes on because I do think that that's a lot of people's initial reaction to it. Um. But I truly believe because like Brooklet Hill, I, while it was type restrictive, a lot of time you would be playing the mirror anyway, so you wouldn't want to not play Brooklet Hill just because they also got to use it so I, I think that card's a big winner i think brave charm of course we've seen talk of the brave charm drift loon uh, i think that that's going to be a big deal it's one of those it's one of those things where it's going to be really good but if people want to counter it then it can be countered the whole brave charm drift loon champions festival interaction if people do show up with their lost vacuums to go ahead and and remove these Brave Charms, mm. that's a big deal. If they show up, we saw a lot of Tool Jammer to begin the format in Japan just because people did not want that combo to be utilized. But if people if people sleep on it, it's very similar to the Spear Tomb discussion we were having. If people sleep on it and someone's able to bring the Guardi variant that's able to one-shot 330 HP Pokemon with a one prizer, and you're not able to capitalize on that... I, that's that's extremely powerful. So I, I I expect Brave Charm to definitely see a pretty decent amount of play. Uh, Clavel is another card that makes me sad uh, <laughs> it's
0: because it's unplayable now.
1: <laughs> yep, it, it's one of those cards where I, I still just I've I've always said like since they changed the rules again um, that I think the optimal rule set is just both players are able to play supporter, but neither player can attack on their first turn. That's always been my fix. I know Jake was talking about a similar thing recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that being able to have, being able to play more consistency supporters makes the game itself feel better than playing an okay amount of supporters and just hoping that your items figure it out along the way. Um, I think items should supplement supporters. And I think the game has always been best when that Mm happened. but that's just not the world we live in. So I think Clavel is going to suffer because of that. Uh I think that Giacomo, hilarious card. That card is unreal. Um I think that it's obviously not a staple and everything, but for Giacomo to exist in the same set as Spiritomb, genuinely hilarious. I they're they're just like, please stop playing Mew. Please buy our new cards. And and I find that really, really funny.
0: Uh, um, for a quick on the interaction that's being talked about there, that is the one where you discard a special energy from all of your opponent's Pokemon. Fusion Strike Energy lets you use Genesect under Spiritomb, and so the combo is Spiritomb plus that to remove the Fusion Strike Energies for the Mew matchup. Yeah, yeah.
1: and just, just spreading out the the Fusion Strike Energies with Alessa Sparkle over the, the turns, and then just going, I'll play my supporter for turn, you're going to discard four of your energy. <laughs> right. Uh, I... I that card is just hilarious and so pointed. I think Super Rod is such a big consistency boost as well to the format. I-, I love the consistency boost that's happening with this set because I think that's been a lot of my and a lot of other people's complaints with the current format. Is The current format, I think, is a very, very good format, mm-hmm. but I just think that there's some slight inconsistencies that come with the beginning of a rotation um but i think that super rod just being such such a good card is so good uh superior energy retrieval could we go back to only... super rod
0: for one second
1: oh for sure yeah
0: optimal art go
1: well <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting one uh i've always been a fan of the noble victories art uh just the, the straight up normal uncommon because before this printing of it you could they did not errata the neo
0: one yeah but
1: now they did so now i think the neo one is the optimal art because i love playing all the old first yeah. old stuff
0: did you um, order your first editions too
1: I did. I already, I already had them. Yep. Okay. Nice. So, yep. I went
0: As soon as I saw I, the ruling, I went on TCG Player, found someone who had four of them for like 25 cents each and a dollar shipping. I was like, yes, let's go.
1: Yep. Go ahead and lock that one in. Oh. So with with it getting the errata, because I mean, Super Rod is better than you remember it. If, if anyone played it before... That at least this version of it, uh, it's different now because it now has the up to three instead of the required three, which I think is a, a huge power boost for the card because in a lot of cases, you would want to go ahead and shuffle a couple energy back in your deck or you would want to just shuffle a Pokemon into your deck to then research into it, but you had to get the three if you had mm-hmm. three uh, targets that were possible for it. Super odd though now, with it being up to three, getting that Erratus of so you can play the Neo one, In addition to just the actual gameplay aspect of it, I think Super Rod is so, so good now because that was what I always felt Ordinary Rod had over Super Rod. But now Super Rod is just like better, in my opinion. Uh, So I'm, I'm excited for that one
0: one of my favorite things to happen was with Zora Arc decks. It was rescue care or rescue stretcher, but it was the same idea of you had to shuffle up to three. It's like, I want to shuffle two of these. And the third thing in my discard pile is my execute with propagation. <laughs> and it's yep. like, Oh gosh, is it really worth it? Do I really want to, it was, yeah, the up to three is just so <laughs> massive.
1: It will come it's up. So I promise. Good. Oh, it, it will a hundred percent come up. I mean, especially with cards like Iono and research, like coming to the forefront of draw. Once again, I think that, just being able to, like, have five cards in your deck, shuffle the one Pokemon you need, and then guarantee game by being able to research into them is such a massive ordeal compared to before where you would have to, like, ah, let's hope and see that I still get it because, unfortunately, I have to shuffle too many things in. Um, And then Superior Energy Retrieval, I obviously not a staple in every deck and mostly made for the backs Caliber deck, but that being able to choose which cards you discard in formats where you have shuffle draw or iono kind of being shuffle draw now just that selective resource management that you're able to do is so 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 powerful mm-hmm. and i i really was happy to see that they printed this card i was surprised i didn't think that we would ever just see a straight reprint of that card again but i i think that card is really really powerful not only for the getting four energy back from the discard pile um But being able to choose, being able to discard your VIP passes in your Bibarel deck is just such a huge
0: ordeal. I think Um, it's really interesting, and this is something we didn't even talk about. But Ultra Ball used to be seen as a net positive because you wanted to discard two, and you wanted to search out any Pokemon. And then suddenly we're in a phase where discard two from Ultra Ball is just like that's so costly. Why would you ever want to do that? And it's I think we're reaching back to that point of oh, I get to discard stuff and search for any Pokemon, so Ultra Ball's good again.
1: And I I think that's a good place to be. I think that when I'm... I, this is a whole different discussion for a whole different, <laughs> but I, I have a whole lot of thoughts on Ultra Ball, but the very short thought in relation to this is I do think that if Ultra Ball is going to exist, I like it in formats where it feels good. I think if Ultra Ball feels good, that's a good format for the most part, mm-hmm. Um and I think that, like you were saying, we are definitely reaching into that bucket once again to where since brilliant stars ultra ball has been kind of hit or miss in a lot of instances we had evolution incense before we had uh quick ball which was just like so much better for basic decks obviously than ultra ball yeah and then transitioning into well now to just replace quick ball with ultra ball i have to discard two but i it has a like the guy that i want to play as a coming into playability so i can't just play nest ball i i think that As time continues and as this format continues to to evolve, I think that Ultra Ball feeling good is just going to continue. And then the biggest winner, I think, there's four total special energy in this set, and they're all great.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Lugia. Lugia
1: lugia (laughs) lugia is feeling good right now uh i think the colorless variant of lugia is really cool i i can't speak on how good it is yet i i've messed around with it a little bit and seen some some of the results from japan but i i'm not gonna like sit here and be like this deck is going to be good but i think that it's interesting that it exists and i think that it does a lot of interesting and powerful things Mm -hmm. because jet energy very good card for comfy very good card just in general um Luminous energy is a reprint of multi energy from the same era as scramble energy. And I think that card is going to be very, very good. I think that card is going to see play in Reggie Gigas. I think <laughs> Reggie Gigas has potential to make a comeback because with a decent selection of basic energy in addition to a luminous energy, you're able to go basic, 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 basic luminous and make most of the regis attack again so if you're a big gigas enjoyer i think that even if it's not as strong as it used to be i think you may be able to shuffle them up again and at least have a good time the and typing is still we, good yeah That's, yeah like because still Pal exists to, now which yeah yeah i mean registeel eats chin alive i i think that i think there's a i think there's a Reggie deck it may be tier two maybe even a little bit worse than that potentially but i think that You can play it, and I think that any card that makes something playable, quote-unquote, is better than just it not even being a question to whether I can think about the card or not. Cards that make me think about decks that used to exist or whatever, and even if they aren't going to be Tier 1 options like they used to be, I think that's just net positive for the game. The, The more decks that are possible, the better things are. And I think that Luminous Energy is good. I know that we had previously discussed uh, some control mm-hmm. variants, potentially, with Luminous Energy as well. Yeah.
0: And- oh, that was, that was off the record, so I'm going to bring it on the record of the, like... Just for anyone who hasn't thought about this, like, Luminous Energy, it's Rainbow Energy if you have no other special energies attached. But, like, now you can use Crabominable's Avalanche attack and Mimikyu's whatever the attack is called, the Mimikyu V and you can use the Dialga from Celebrations that just lets you get anything back from the discard pile, all with the same energy. And you can use the Mana that is a Captivating Pokepuff, you know, look at the hand. Like, you can use all of these with the same energy card. And that is just so incredibly powerful that now you can use. And there's other stuff, too, that you can I'm not Sander. Add DM him and he will have a gigantic <laughs> list for you. But there's a lot of plays that suddenly open up. Is Control good? That's a different question. Because everything can OCO things and everything is still fast and Sableye still. So I don't know. But it has the potential there to be very, very, very good.
1: I just think it's interesting too because in the past we saw aggressive decks like basic decks or stage one decks that primarily utilized one type of energy as their main attacker. But... Would be able to throw in text. So I I don't know a current day iteration, and maybe it doesn't exist quite yet, but Hmm. this is a a card to at least keep an eye on. Because, for example, if you were playing a deck that was a stage one deck that was all psychic Pokemon, but something as strong as the Buzzwole from a few years ago, the Sledgehammer Buzzwole came out, now you're able to go ahead and continue to play your deck basically with no difference. In your energy line except you have access to be able to tech in a, uh, an attacker for maybe it's your weakness maybe it's just for a specific matchup uh, and you're able to go ahead and tech that in at basically no cost if mm-hmm. it just needs the one luminous energy or whatever and I think that that card is just a, at least it, it's either good or at least it's a card to keep an eye on moving forward and I think that that's just so cool maybe even something like in the past where people played uh, Zoroark uh Golisopod. what cards that just need one energy attachment of a color now are so much more interesting and infinitely more techable at least as an option mm-hmm. and i think that that's really cool yeah and then therapy energy therapy energy is sick uh snorlax doesn't sleep anymore he's very aware, <laughs> uh, for the next two years so i think that uh that card we could definitely see some interesting things uh, come out of it as well
0: and Working with the Wigglytuff is also... Will the Wigglytuff see play before the Wigglytuff EX comes out? I don't know, but attaching an extra energy from hand has to be good. Like, is it playable? I don't know. That's the format's decision, but just being able to shove an extra energy, so now suddenly everything, like, let's use the legendary dogs. You have Cape of Toughness, or uh, what is it? Bravery Charm, plus 50 HP. Mm -hmm. You have Wigglytuff that fulfills the colorless, and then you can just have fire, water, lightning, and you have these 250-280 to HP Pokemon that are just smacking stuff. You can penny them every turn, and then Luminous Energy the next one, shove the—like, that's not good, but that potential is there. I know it's not good because there's not enough HP. 250 HP Raikou, that thing is so squishy. But in yeah. theory, like that ability to just go attach from hand plus wiggly tough the energy to get that colored, colorless attack and the penny and the thing is it's interesting. And I hope something exists out there.
1: Well, and, and that's that that kind of throws me back to luminous energy as well. I've, I've sat here already. The, the fact that I can waste my time thinking about bad decks again, is, <laughs> because so many cards are interesting and and that's such a refreshing thing from like the last block in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But like I've been sitting here and like you had mentioned the charkadet. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can Magma Basin onto Charkadet, move an energy up front, attach a luminous energy, and then attack with whatever I want. Yeah. Only two energy attack in the game. So I could play so many bad things <laughs> now, and that's so exciting. Uh, and it's just stuff like that that even with only two sets in this format. I really think there's just so many interesting things. And like the Wigglytuff you mentioned, never sleep on being able to attach an extra energy. Usually if it's something like a supporter, then obviously it's bad because it's taking up your supporter. We saw like bead uh, not ever see play. <laughs> Marnie's Pride. On. Yeah, that one too. There's there's a lot of Gardenia's Vigor. May see play now, but hasn't yet, right? Oh.
0: Sure, and it, why not? It,
1: yeah, I, I don't If it went to the
0: active, I would agree. But only going to the bench is so
1: bad. All we need is grass charcadet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, using it as your supporter extra energy attachments typically isn't too strong, other than welder. But um, hey, Melanie, I, Melanie
0: was a card. Melanie
1: was a good one. Yeah, Melanie's a good one. Um, but uh, but these effects that let you do it so that you're able to still play a normal Pokemon turn and then be like. And now I'll wiggly tough a therapy into play and attach an energy. And suddenly you're doing a little bit of something more powerful than just attach an extra energy or draw two and attach an extra energy.
0: Mm -hmm. James, thank you so much for joining us. If the people want more of your ramblings, your Twitter's been very good lately. So where (laughs) can the folks find you or any shout outs you might have as well?
1: All right, so uh, shout-outs to my testing buddy, Alex Hamilton. He's the main guy that I uh, uh, formulate all my ideas with. But I, I do want to say uh, my Twitter is probably the best place to find my insane ramblings about whatever i'm thinking about that day pokemon related whether it's organized play whether it's the cards themselves whether it's i think someone played a bad deck and i want to let them know uh it's at wames games is my twitter and then i hadn't talked to you about this but this is something that i am very seriously getting back into just got a new mic in i'm getting a new webcam soon i am going to be streaming a little bit again at least some I, I've I've stayed away from Pokemon live these last few weeks because I had some very 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 bad interactions with it Haven't However, we all? <laughs> yeah exactly it doesn't seem like it's getting any better and unfortunately they reprinted in and scramble energy so I'm going to play it uh, as to the best of my ability and if I'm gonna have to sit through the terrible things that happen I'm gonna make sure that everyone else can see them <laughs> so I am gonna be uh, uh streaming a little bit again that's twitch.tv. Slash Waymas Games TV. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a start date for that, but I'm still getting everything set up. But I do think within the next week or so, that will go live again. So I'm really excited to get back into maybe even maybe I'll even make a YouTube video or two. Who knows?
0: Hey, so. hey let's go. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you've if you never seen a James stream, for sure, check him out. It's very enjoyable. If you, we'll if you enjoy the Nuzlocke energy back. he brought today, then yeah, it's the same energy. It's great.
1: We're bringing the Nuzlocks back. It's time for me to be Radical Red. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll believe it when I see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try.
0: Myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at mellow underscore Be sure to leave a rating or review. Or I've learned recently that you know what uh helps the algorithm better than leaving a rating or review? Telling a friend. Ooh. Yeah. So next time you sit down round one of a League Cup or a League Challenge. Just start small talking about some podcasts and drop the Lake of Rage in there. And, uh, you know, that is really appreciated if you do. (laughs) This has been an episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.